0: Yo, 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 what is good, everybody? Welcome back to Mount Draftmore. You know what it is. We draft the best random topic straight from the tip of your tongue so you don't have to waste your time debating the best songs, movies, or patio furniture at the water cooler. We've got you covered. All you've got to do is listen, then vote after for the best team of the draft online. I'm Benjamin. I'm joined by the regulars, Dylan and Matt. And today in the hot seat, we've got Dustin bringing back a true original, Thanks for joining us, bows. Thank you for having me. Of, of course, we're excited. Today we'll be drafting the top Pixar films thus far. That's right, we've got 24 films to choose from and only 16 that will make the cut. But before we draft, y'all, you know what time it is. You know what we gotta do. You know what we gotta get into? We gotta get into that good old dice roll. Yeah, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Dylan, you want to go first? Yeah. All right, come
2: on, Bessie. The oh my god. 30. No, no A way. Big fat 30.
0: That's some heat. Oh. That's some heat. Oh. A big fat 30. I'll go second, I suppose. One, what the hell, Bessie? Two, three. Yeah, Bessie. 26.
3: Do
2: I always say what? Bessie.
3: Like, You're
4: cool too. <laughs>
3: This is a hot machine right now. It's running hot. (laughs) Hot numbers.
2: I love that music.
3: Yeah, right? I feel like Ocean's like 15 over here. I was going to say, actually, it's (laughs)
2: making me think of the movie that may or may not get picked, Cars 2. We'll see. We'll see if anyone picks that. Matt, you got to roll your dice,
0: bro. All right. Oh, it helps. The silent roll. The silent roll of the number generator. 12. Oh, oh. Hey, 12, man. A 12-er.
4: There you go. You do like that wraparound.
0: You do like the yeah. back and the <laughs> wraparound. <laughs> Dustin, you want to hit it? All right. Let's see. A big old fat nine. All I've right. got the wraparound.
2: <laughs> so it's Dylan, Ben, Matt, Dustin.
3: Yes, indeed.
0: All righty. Mm-hmm. Yep.
5: Now, draft more. Round
0: one. Let's get into it. Wow. Well, okay. I
2: have to pick my very uh It's hard because a more recent Pixar movie is tied for my favorite, but this one is my OG favorite. So I'm going to go with it. I'm talking about Wally. Wally! <laughs> and, oh my God. Every time I watch that movie, without fail... In fact, I'll probably watch it this weekend. I cry. Like, I can't help it. It's so sweet. It's heart-wrenching.
3: It is such a sweet movie.
2: And the first half hour has almost no dialogue. It's just Wally doing it's his doing thing. Beep boops. I know. mean, and I'm completely enthralled the whole time. Because partially because I want to see Wally like I'm, I'm we're sort we're, we're getting this like character development of him during this time, which is astounding. Everything else apparently has stopped working. Every other Wally has stopped working. Planet earth is absolutely disgusting. Um, humans are disgusting. <laughs> humans are disgusting. Uh, later on, humans are really yep. disgusting. And, um, you know, you know, uh I don't I don't want to get honestly I don't want to get too far into it with that because it gives me a lot of feelings but like yeah, Wally, I love that film It's so sweet especially when him and Eva start like I don't know getting sweet on each other yeah and 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 it's the classic it's a really a classic tale and they back it up with like classic music along the way too where he's kind of pursuing her and she's like playing hard to get but like, Then he does something really sweet and she's, she realizes like, oh, I like this dumb piece of shit. Like (laughs) 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 just like that. Oh yeah. It's so sweet. And, and then when the humans kind of discover Wally and they're like, Hey, I know that guy, that's Wally, you know? And, oh, and the captain and there's their hover chairs and the humans, they actually take agency. They take agency for their own fates, which is cool. Like, they could stay up in that spaceship and they'd, you know, be relatively fine. But no, they decide to go back to Earth and take the hard route. Um, Because Earth is, quote unquote, livable, you know.
3: Talk about a a, a low-key commentary on climate change, you know, Mm -hmm. built into that movie.
2: Climate change, Mm -hmm. um, just like the progression of humanity, environmental destruction, uh, capitalism, um, love. Yeah. It's interesting that like complicated
4: themes in that movie. Was yeah. Like, yeah. I was going to do a callback, love with all its implications, yeah. <laughs> robot implications. Yeah, like I'm curious
2: how love works because, and, <laughs> I mean, it seems like, do they just extract the eggs and, and, and the semen to make like babies? Because it seems <laughs> yeah, like we not, went there. there's not much coupling in the film until the two humans bump into each other and like fall on each other and have to get back up in their
0: chairs. There are some gnarly theories about what's going on on that ship. Like, where's their food coming from? What happens to the dead bodies of those big blubbery people?
3: What about their waste?
1: Yeah,
0: they're mm-hmm. eating each other. That's what's happening. They're <laughs> dying young, and they're eating each other in smoothies. Wow, people smoothies.
2: I mean, that's that makes sense. That makes sense, right? I also like—I uh, don't know what his name. He died in the last two years, but um, the president of the corporation. That that I actor, know who you're talking about. Yeah, he. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great movie. Lot of heart. Love Wally. Great movie.
0: I feel so torn.
3: There's a lot of choices on the board. There. There's so many
0: choices, and it's like there are movies that I love, and it's like, what do I love? What are the best movies? I keep going back and forth in this first one that I'm gonna pick, and I know if I don't, it's like there's two. And between your two, like the two of you getting the next four picks, one of these will not last. Guaranteed. So so it's like, which one am I cool with not having? Mm -hmm. And so, damn, I'm so disappointed. (laughs) In Pixar, unlike Disney, Disney is very, they're they're known for the music that accompanies their films. And the majority of Pixar movies aren't built around the music. They're built around the story. And there's really only one Pixar movie that is built around the music. And it ties with the storyline, which also introduces like a whole n- level like a whole new level of diversity into the Pixar like branch of films. So I feel like I have to go with Coco.
4: Yes. It was gonna get taken. I yes. know it was gonna get taken. And <laughs> the other one
0: that was that was like contending with it, it it'll get taken too. I won't be able to get it. And that's okay. Don't but say I feel it, like, don't say it. But I'm not going to. But I feel like coco you get everything you get a very captivating story you get beautiful animation mm-hmm. you get a twist which i mean i know other people like kasha on our programs like oh i saw that coming i'm like i didn't fucking see that shit coming get that out of here like i thought that was his grandpa just like everyone else i didn't mm-hmm. either and then when de la cruz is not his his grandpa it's like oh my god and then you find out a hector and you're like oh my god no. what just happened my mind and then yeah. him having to come back and sing the song for his grandma to remember, or his great grandma to remember her dad, so that he doesn't disappear. Like, oh my god, the feelings and the so music. Deep. All of the music is good. Yeah. Remember me, obviously good. Uh, but the song that he sings when he's at the talent show, mm-hmm. "What colors the sky?" on oh, me, amor, oh, mi amor, un
4: poco loco. Such a great movie! Actually, that played the other day, and Marjorie and I like everything like they were doing the whole day. It was like both of us back and forth. It was like, "Did you remember the keys?" No, I'm Mia Moore, Mia dang idiot. It's yeah,
0: beautiful story. It's a newer one, but I I like it. I think it's one of the better. It's definitely up there. It's I think one the it's
2: best. one of the best Pixar films. Period. Yeah, and it. It also is a film that made me cry, which is how Uh, I measure a film's depth. Sometimes when they have a serious tone, and the the theme, it's interesting because there's these two themes of like death, right? Like definitely like honoring your ancestors, but also not letting their legacy, like remembering them, but not letting their legacy determine your future, Mm. right? And so it's interesting that. Like the film is so complex that it delves into Mexican identity like that, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Because absolutely, like that—that's what's happening at the beginning of the film—is like the this uh, this kid's ancestors are totally determining his future because of his parents, you know, and 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 the film's reckoning with that, and I think that's a really cool thing. It's
4: quite nice. First time that I saw it, I had actually going to the Philippines with Marjorie. It was one of the like options. I didn't watch it on the plane. I watched Marjorie watch it. I kept looking over tears so many times. <laughs> <I was laughs> like, and every time I looked knowing her, like all the themes I was like, yeah, that's definitely going to get her going. Like I kept looking over like familial ties, like elders, all this stuff. It's like, she's done for
1: <laughs> <So that's laughs> the last thing she was
4: done. I had to fly back early from the Philippines, which was lucky because I was kind of chuckling at her. She's over there. I then watched it at home. Same thing. I too could not stand <laughs> <laughs> against that last scene. It was like, oh, the tears are coming. The tears are definitely coming.
0: And it feels authentic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like an appropriated. Yes. Like uh, an appropriated holiday, like yes. it's made for like a general audience. Like it feels authentic to what it's supposed to be.
4: The dog is the spirit guide, like yeah. all mm-hmm. kind of, And and you know the other thing too is like. It's kind of funny because sometimes things get really like like a fad or a buzzword or just trendy, but even though like from the studio side of it, you might think, yeah, this is like now marketable, like people want diversity. The storytelling thing is like every time I watch a story like Coco or like when we did Marvel and Black Panther, it is like, oh no, duh, like there's such a rich breadth of storytelling still to be had because it's been so closed off for so long to people of the exact same identity. So it's like things can get so much more imaginative and so much more authentic and so much more like, "Oh, I could never write that story. Uh-huh. Like I could never have produced mm-hmm. that." That's where it does feel genuine, where it's like, "Okay, there had to be people in the room who were like I don't celebrate celebrate Día de los Muertos, but the imagination, like walking down that marigold road, the animation's beautiful, the spirit guide It's good. It's really good. It's It's cool. This is so fresh. It's just the
2: beginning, too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much more in that well of creativity to be
4: tapped. So much. Good pick. Thanks, Matt. Your pick.
3: Okay. um, Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. God, there's like. Well, this one's tough because there's so many choices. Like.
0: Even you you can pick one and two are going to go off the board. I know. We're
2: not down to cars 2 and 3 yet so you're good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I'm going to go with one that uh, I particularly enjoy and I think is just the the quintessential Pixar movie. That's Monsters Inc. Oh, like, that is that I had just, to go. I love Monsters Inc. like that whole notion that they they turned the like the old adage there's monsters in your closet under your bed into like a kid's movie is so genius of like flipping that in on its head. Like, well, actually there's a big business behind scaring kids. Like if you look in it, it's, it's a whole society is driven based off of fear. <laughs> like, and that's hilarious. And the fact that like, you have these guys who are like punching the clock on a day to day basis to go scare kids. And then they suddenly realize like, wait a minute, life's a little bit more complicated than that. Right. And, and just and boo and everything in that, like Mike Wazowski, Sully, uh, I mean, ev- there's everything in that movie, and I just love Monsters Inc. It, it, I think it stands the test of time. It's just like a good animated. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry at certain points. You get really emotional when Boo leaves, and you never think they're ever gonna see each other again because they're all very connected one another. The friendship component, the comedy, like it's just so good. I love Monsters Inc. It's
0: amazing. It's a great buddy film. It is. Mm-hmm. They're the
3: ultimate duo of like bad cop, good cop. Like Mike is always keeping Sully on track and Sully just wants to have a good time.
0: Put that thing back where it came yeah. from. Or so help me. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> watching guy back where Jeez, I was Help us. me.
3: <laughs> God, I tell you what, if the, if they're like, like whatever their I forget the name of their like crisis response team. If they were in charge of a lot of our like this, like global health, crises we would have been done a long time ago oh my god <laughs> those guys would have solved it on day one <laughs> yeah man and that's when like
2: <laughs> pixar was like on its stride right right during that time wasn't it and they had like a string of just
0: awesome oh, just films hitting
3: hits after hits after hits in the early 2000s yeah that was
0: pete doctor's like first first big movie oh. it's the cda the child detection agency yep
3: yeah. those guys are problem solvers let me tell you they get it done.
0: Yeah, they also have a gross misconception of like what you can and can't do with human stuff. Oh, yeah. Like Big the time. poor orange monster. I don't know, he keeps, all shaved. He oh. keeps coming back with something stuck to him, <laughs> yeah. and they just destroy him.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: we got
0: a 23-19. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Plus, I mean, the yes. cast. I mean, Billy Crystal and John Goodman. Come on.
0: It's a win.
3: Too good.
4: Too good. Nice. Dang. The the funny thing is, there's so many good ones, and then knowing that there's only 24, like you know you're gonna lose things off your list. Oh, absolutely. That's what makes these like these ones kind of interesting. How many were in the Marvel when we did the MCU universe? Was it like 23 as well or something? It was like close the tw- to that, it's something in the like 20s, that. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of one of those like, oh man, you have to be a lot more strategic. Mm-hmm. The ballads one is like, there's a lot of interpretation there. Yeah. Well, we could do a ballads part two. True. Oh, there's a lot,
3: yeah, that we could still get to.
4: And you were pretty confident that yours wasn't going to get taken. Yeah. Or at least you had a good chance. There's so many songs. Dang. Not okay. Not here, not today. It's I i to be a little
2: strategic with
4: these Oof. ones. Yeah. This I is know. a hot, hot take time. So hard. Well, I'm going to go with Up. Oh, The man. beginning montage alone for, like, memorable moments. Like, man, I was watching this one documentary with just, like, a lot of history of filmmaking and like um, I forget what actors came on, but there was just like a bunch of people in the industry that kept talking about like, Oh my God, like that is a story p- telling masterpiece there. My dad actually teaches a film class and he's taught just the first opening montage. He's like, it's the perfect arc. It's all there. That is a story like that. You could submit that to a short film festival and like win it is beautiful and so heart-wrenching. My cousin actually like lost her grandma all the week she saw it. Oh god. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> like I was not there but I like the second I heard the story is like, "Oh shit. I'm so sorry. That that sucks, Kelsey." But not only does it have that beautiful heart-wrenching montage about the opening couple, uh it also has I think such like one of my favorite comedic characters, the dog Doug. Oh, I just met you, and I love you. It's like, <laughs> yes, they captured Dog's energy so well. <laughs> I do remember Uh, this one. has, like, a little bit of nostalgia. I remember the year that it was nominated. It was nominated for Best Picture, and I remember, like, hella people going for Halloween in those costumes. Oh, like, yeah. As, like, the Boy Scout, all that kind of stuff. It just is so good. That love, loss, like... <laughs> The old man's such a dynamic character. Like, he's so closed off and just kind of watching him, like, gradually open up. And I don't know. I just think it's just such a beautiful movie. The other test of how good it is for me, which this isn't, like, the only thing I look at, but I think it does say something, is my dad hates, like, all animated things. I'm sorry to say it. I don't know what it is. He's got, like, a weird, like, I don't know why he just can't get behind stuff. Like, I feel like in his head... Yeah, there is four children, it can't be adult, or something about it. Mm-hmm. He loves Up. Like, this movie captured him. It, it is almost like a Christmas movie that got through to Scrooge. This is an animated <laughs> movie that got through to Scrooge. It's different. It hits different. So I'm going to go with That's Up like to a finish. Damn, yeah. damn yeah. good. Damn good first round. Right Great. There, yeah.
0: That was what I, I was. Coco or Up? gonna go it's definitely gonna go I knew it
2: would (laughs) all the super I don't know these are the four I probably view as like the original like Pixar films that are like super I don't know it's unique and when people think of Pixar they probably go to these four films other than I guess of course Toy Story but Toy Story is like a franchise that's for Mr. Franchise I'm surprised I was so surprised
4: yeah I,
3: I zigged when y'all think I was going to zag. I appreciate
4: yeah, that. Yeah. And you assume that the zag will come back, but well, I don't know. Monsters Inc. One. has a
2: franchise too, though. So Mr. Franchise, not that off the beat there. <laughs> Slightly off the beat. <laughs>
0: That's the end of round
2: one.
5: more?
3: Not a sponsor. Hey, y'all, let me tell you about the wonders of DoorDash. Do you ever crave takeout? Do you ever want food delivered at your door when you want it? Well, DoorDash is here for you. Any food, anytime, anywhere. And on top of that, you don't even got to talk to actual people. Hashtag leave it on my doorstep. So next time you're craving something, try DoorDash.
5: You'll thank me later. Mount Draft
0: Round two. Round two. We gotta get this thing going. We got four picks in the book,
4: only twelve left. Dustin, what are you taking with your second pick? <laughs> so funny, Dylan already was talking about Toy Story. That was gonna be the next one. I was gonna like do it in the first round because I was like, Oh, this is definitely a first round pick. But then I was like, Well, I got the next two. Might as well go a little different. But yeah, taking Toy Story. I'm so surprised it got past you. I said earlier today to Ben, Mr. Franchise will definitely pick Toy Story. And that's why I didn't pick I am Toy uh, Story. Shocked. Well, I will <laughs> Season I will two, and it. he's
0: trying not to be Mr. Franchise anymore. <laughs> <Shame>. <laughs>
4: Good Go luck like with that.
0: Rebranding is, is, is hard. Kind of, it's
3: like franchise, but not as obvious.
0: You've got to keep people on their
2: toes.
3: Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. A little wild cards every now and again.
2: Good luck with that.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Grinch in
4: the first round every now
0: and again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw off the that
4: is true. As Pixar's first full length feature and first fully computer animated movie. Dang. Let
5: me read that one more time.
4: The first feature full length. Mr. Franchise, what are you doing? And the first fully computer animated animated movie. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That is, like, huge for the industry. Dude, this
2: film was so hot, I got it for Christmas twice.
4: Yes. (laughs) That's how hot it was. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This movie, like, I feel like as I got older, I could now appreciate I had this terrible math teacher I hated all the time. He was, like, showing me, like, what they did for this Matrix or whatever. And he's like, if they didn't figure out this way to shorten the equation, Toy Story would still be rendering. I was like, yeah, fuck off. But now as I'm older, I'm like, that's actually pretty cool. Like, they had to, like, really, like, figure out ways to do this, and it's like, a technological feat. So, hey, that's cool if you're really into that. I'm not necessarily the most techie or, like, production side of things. As a story, come on, it's a classic. What I love about the animated movies, unlike my dad, is I see the imagination that goes into it. They're always, like, the, I feel like the key to a really good, like, animated movie besides like communicating to both a younger audience and an older audience simultaneously is like, they take these concepts that are like so obvious, almost like right in front of you. And yet didn't see it coming at all. Like what's more quintessentially like kid than like you're playing with your toys. Like you're just like developing this whole world. And now you have, you know, these classic Buzz Lightyear, Woody, like you have, this is a movie that brought you the Claw
0: which also brought you, you uncultured
4: swine.
1: <laughs> or, 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 uh, you, yeah, know, you are
4: a toy. Yes. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm always kind of conflicted with the first. Obviously this is a whole franchise. So like I don't always want to just like automatically assume the first one always gets the number one pick. But here I'm like, this is such a like culturally important movie. And it's a great movie. Can we talk bit. about Sid? Yeah, Dude, Sid. what the fuck? Sid's
3: just an neglected kid, all right? That like, kid need an IEP for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Although, isn't Sid the garbage man in Toy Story 3?
2: Dude, that's actually a great career to have. Yeah. It's a theory. Yeah. Dude's got benefits, definitely. He's in a union.
0: Yeah. You know? See, so. there's also like theory that it's Sid, but there's another ser- theory that it's the pizza guy who worked for oh. Pizza Planet in the first one, because in the first movie, you see the Pizza Planet guy and like he's doing jamming, air drums he's like, and air guitar. It, yeah. And in Toy Story 3, the Stop garbage man Joe is garbage doing page. the
4: same thing. Whoa. One of those two.
3: I prefer it to be Sid. Like, it just the symmetry there would be nice.
4: But the characters, I mean, Sid, pretty good villain. Uh, all the supporting cast, like, super memorable. Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, The Slinky Dog, T Rex. -rex. Oh man, I loved T Rex when I was a kid. Like so good. And then uh, the piggy bank, like Ham, Ham. Mm -hmm. The the the
3: Army, the Army 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 Men, men. Sarge. It's perfect. It's so good. So it's all so good. What's the name of the RC car?
0: Oh Oh, yeah, about Uh, him. Oh my god, man, that
2: movie sparked my imagination so hard. You
4: know what's also really weird is I feel like it really like hit on a weird heartstring is I felt like when I was a kid and I knew it was really weird, I'd like when my mom wanted to get rid of something or when I outgrew a toy, which I guess flash forward to later in the franchise, I always feel like Loki kind of bad. And I was like, it's an inanimate object. Like you don't have to feel bad about not playing with this or like not liking it anymore, but it always felt kind of like, dang, maybe it, it feels like a part of you's wrapped up in that. You are know, like you grew older or, you you know, you moved on, you found something else cooler. So I was like, dang, they like saw me exposed. <laughs> 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 they knew that weird guilt I had. So it was like spot on is exactly what it was about.
2: Favorite part when Mr. Potato Head, whenever he like bumps into something and loses all his pieces.
4: Yes. Yeah, I love that. Oh my
0: gosh. There's a part in the movie where Slinky is like telling everyone to listen to Woody and all this and it, Hey, listen it, to Woody. It cuts to Mr. Potato Hit Mr. Potato Head and he takes his lips off. And he taps him against his ass. <laughs> He's like, oh, this dude's kissing up to his ass. Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah, was, oh, my God.
2: I didn't realize the that. Subtle humor
0: there. Wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> dude, the dude who plays Slinky is the guy who uh, was Ernest. And uh, what's that guy's name? In Ernest. All the Ernest movies. Just
0: FYI. Wasn't Paul Newman Mr. Potato Head? Paul Newman. Oh, man, Who's Paul Newman?
3: question. Oh, like Paul Newman, like. Butch Old Cassidy, school, like the
0: Nance
2: Kid. Cool Hand Luke. Oh, dude, yeah. I love Paul Newman. Okay, yeah. wow. If we he wears a
4: failure to communicate. communicate.
2: Wow.
4: That's, you're like the only person that knows that line. Like I say that all the time, and I know no one knows what the hell no, I'm I, saying.
3: When I was in high school, I had a, a film analysis class. We watched Cool Hand Luke. What
0: oh, I was wrong. This? It's Don Rickles. Don Rickles.
4: That makes
2: sense, actually. Okay. Paul Newman. Was he in Toy Story, though? Paul, Paul Newman was Doc Hudson. Yes. Okay, yeah. there we go. Cars. Yes. That makes
0: sense, too. Okay, yeah. That's... I knew Paul Newman was in one of them Pixar <laughs> movies. Matt, it's your pick, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, Next one I'm going to go
3: with is The Incredibles. Do, do
0: do do do
3: The Incredibles is just, like, a good, like, family-friendly, like, superhero movie. Like just a, it, it's literally a family of superheroes. Like I, I i love the Incredibles and they did such a good job of like that movie came out and then everybody was clamoring for a sequel. All right? They're like, you got to make a sequel. It was so good, but they just sat on it because it wasn't quite right yet.
5: Mm-hmm. Right. Like,
3: and that they, they treated that so, so well. Cause you know, the tendency is like when something's super popular, like let's rush right into a sequel. But they knew, you know, like The Incredibles is pretty damn good story, and you don't want to ruin those characters by rushing into something. Arguably, yes, the second one isn't as good, but it's a pretty quality sequel. Ultimately, the second
0: one sucks ass. (laughs) Nobody want to watch that shit compared to the first
3: one. Yes, but the first one my next pick. The first one hits different. (laughs) Her first one's so good, Mister Incredible. I mean. It's just it's dash like Mrs Incredible Violet like the whole dude whole when, shebang the the fact that the sidekick goes evil like it, the wannabe sidekick like it's just it's so damn
4: good
2: the the uh, the lady the fashion lady when she's Edna, like Edna.
4: you yes. should never have so a cake good you nope. never no, no, have... no 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 <laughs> <laughs> so good it's just. I love Incredibles is so good. Who was the wait? Was it Frozo? Who was the Frozo, Frozo bro- Samuel L. Jackson? Ugh. Hell yeah. Where is my like Frozo Where suit? Where is my super suit? Yeah, that's right. And Damn. he's just <laughs> like, Where's my super suit, woman? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you look for it yourself? There is an emergency happening. <laughs> I, it's just, I just, I just love the concept
3: again of like superheroes that like settle down and they're just like living normal lives yes. and he's like mm-hmm. mr incredible's in this tiny little car driving to his office job yes. it's like a play on office space clearly yes like, it's so good and then like he just gets like, clamoring for like i gotta get back to the glory days and then it morphs <laughs> into like the whole fam family like it's, it's so good Incredibles
0: is great they use that little boy as comedic relief when mr incredible's getting home mm-hmm. and he has the moment where he snaps and lifts his car <laughs> and the kid's sitting there on his trike, just watching like, Oh shit. And then later in the movie, it calls it back and he gets out of the car and he's like, what, what are you waiting for? And the kid's like, uh, like I, I don't, don't know. know. Something, Something amazing, amazing. I, I guess,
4: guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. You son. Yeah. Uh, like it's,
3: it's so good. And then Jack, Jack, like, Oh, it's, it's too damn good. Yeah, I also
2: really identified at the time with the daughter, for Violet, some, yeah. I think her and I were going through some similar shit. I don't know.
3: I mean, like, she was yes. like definitely in her like, you know, adolescence, early adolescence, she's trying to figure herself out yes.
2: and and I don't know. She was going through the emo phase. I went through that. I felt that. Well, and the, I felt the, that. If you hard. think
3: about it like the superpower of like invisibility and like force fields and stuff like that, like yes. That's just a also a personality trait and it just like mm. marries itself very well. Versus yeah. and also dash like being the supermanic, like you could tell he like he's like an ADHD kid, so he's like move his mind moves a million yeah. miles an hour, mm-hmm. and his his actual superpower is running really really. Oh, that's quickly. a great point. Yes. Yeah, that's
4: a great point. I didn't think about that. And Dang. the mom
3: is like the caretaker, so she's very flexible. She's very stretchy. Think about it. Dang. Okay, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Matt
2: with the symbolism.
3: Think about Good it. Job, There's man. hidden meetings with all their superpowers and their personalities. Yeah, they think that's about deep. some stuff in that movie. Yeah. I mean
0: they don't think about Dash's caloric intake or anything. Oh, like that, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad. that not Super eating speed. Uh,
2: hashtag superpower episode. <laughs> superpower
0: callback. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> the teacher who know. He's like, there. See, see, he wasn't in his seat for that split second. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, gets yeah, up right here and puts the
4: tack on my seat. Oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> oh, I need to go watch that scene. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh thank goodness none of there, our students there. have superpowers oh, like god. that. I think I would quit. Maybe a TikTok slap a teacher. Oh my god. I would absolutely
0: go back to serving tables. Oh
4: man. Yeah, nope. <laughs> I
0: also like how the movie is like it's in for us what would be like two different decades. It's taken place in like the sixties, mm-hmm. but the technology is so beyond the sixties. Yes. So it's its very it's its very own unique Like time, time kind of of like an Art Deco Mm -hmm. style. Yeah, you know. I feel like Pixar likes the
2: '60s kind of Art Deco universe. They like those like those soft lines. Yeah, yeah.
4: Dang, man! Now you got me thinking. Like,
3: Mr. Incredible, I love your analysis. He's he's the again. He's the strong, silent type that you know the the Papa Bear. You know, and what's his superpower? Super strength.
4: Well, I'm also now thinking about the daughter with like. Force field and invisibility is not necessarily an offensive. It's like
3: defensive.
4: Yeah. Oh man. And just like something about like now thinking about all the superheroes that have very defensive or at least not offensive oriented superpowers. Dang man. Okay. Got me thinking. The levels to the got me thinking y'all. on this podcast.
0: Nice. Incredibles. You took two early films. The fourth film and the sixth film in the, in the line. Oh. I'm going to take the eighth film in the line. I'm going to go with Ratatouille for my second pick.
1: Because
0: mm. who doesn't love watching a movie about food? <laughs> and, a food yes. and a movie about anyone being able to cook? Yes. Yes. Remy is a very compelling character. He's a rat living on the countryside of Paris. Or outside. I guess not of Paris, but of France. Countryside in France. Gets separated from his den, washes up in a sewer in Petty. After like he cut his his inspiration to cook, he gets the the cookbook, ends up right outside Dude's restaurant. Like what? <laughs> what? He gets to puppet he puppet masters the son of his idol, is the star chef, has has critics who have written off the restaurant, taken away Michelin's level stars gets him to come over to his side. I mean, like, he's a lead investor by the end of the movie
4: <laughs> in <laughs> Remy's
0: own little restaurant. Yes. I don't know. That movie, it's not, it's tr- it's not the traditional movie where there's, like, a bad guy mm-hmm. who has, like, ill motives. Like, no. Like, the baddest guy is the dude who really embraces capitalism and wants to take advantage of, like, the legacy of this once famous chef. Mm-hmm. But really, that's, like... Yeah, that's that's pretty realistic. That's pretty. Yeah, you'd see that a lot, actually. Yeah,
3: that's yeah, a good. It's, it's a, a charming it's a good, one. Yeah, it's it's a good feel good movie, honestly. Yeah, it's it's, super yeah. charming.
0: You can watch it over and over and over again. Yeah, I like the rewatchability of it. It's okay. got that fresh setting.
4: Yes, 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 yes. Well, that's kind of what I was like talking about with those ideas that are like they're so simple and yet so imaginative, because it's like, oh well, duh, like what animal or like, where is a rat wanted least in a kitchen? This rat wants to cook so bad. Like how ironic, like it's so obvious. And yet so like, I never saw that coming. Right. Good story. Like all the good animated movies, I feel like are always like, ah, that's so simple. And yet so good. Like that idea. Fuck. Yeah. Ratatouille. And it it plays with that (laughs) idea that
0: people hate rats. But even in this film, like, a rat and a person can coexist and work together to They're create like, like beautiful yeah. food harmony i mm.
2: love that Rat two is so good mm-hmm. although it's kind of gross like seeing all <laughs> those rats doing all the cooking at the end hey they all get washed they do they do i'm just saying it was it's it, it's fine <laughs> it's fine
4: did my escargot with a side of pestilence <laughs> Wait, dylan you actually worked in the food service though right Oh, dude, and there were rats. Yeah, because that's, that's probably where it's like, oh, that's a little too yeah, flashbacks. Real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Like, I've never worked in the food service. They were so like, I like, whatever.
2: Li- yeah, I, I'm not going to go into details on the air. We'll talk about it some other time. <laughs> they weren't in the food. That's the important thing.
3: Good. 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 Yes. Cool. that segue. What's your pick? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: my pick is actually about a bromance. I'm, t- I'm going to go with a new film, Luca um because uh okay so this might be um i don't know how to broach this topic like when i first watched the film i was like oh are the two main characters like in love are they going with are they going like are is pixar going to go in that direction um it's so for those who don't know it's two um uh mermen I don't know what to call them. Sea monsters. Merman. Merman. <laughs> We're merman. <laughs> um, two sea monsters, like teenage boys who, when they leave the sea, they turn into just like regular boys, but if they get wet, they, be, they you can see that they're sea monsters. Um, and they get really close and it's really sweet. And it's tempting to think like, oh, maybe, you know, there's like a romantic thing, but really what's happening and this, is a pro- this shows the problematic nature of like Western or American culture in my mind from my like bi- bias is that uh, it's tempting to think that. But that's because close male friendships are so rare in our culture. Mm-hmm. And that is a problem. It like I think it's when, when men get close in our culture, they tend to push each other away or older men don't have like male friends and that's actually like a legit issue Mm -hmm. and so this film kind of celebrates male friendship and i really like that about that um i don't know it's also just kind of a mild chill film the whole way like the main event is a is a uh was it a bicycle race or a a triathlon yeah it's a triathlon well
0: it's kind of like they're swimming, pasta eating, and a bike ride.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. It's Casual a- swim,
3: take some lunch.
2: <laughs> what a horrible combination of things yep. with the carbs. Um, I don't know. What I, I, I liked it. It's a simple film. It's not the most ambitious Pixar film, but it kind of is because like, it's embracing the male friendship, which I think there needs to be more of. You know, even just thinking about it, like we're all males here. We're super good friends. But yet the feeling of it makes me uncomfortable on a weird cultural level. I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, that's real.
4: Encourage positive male relationships. Exactly. Yeah. Do that. I mean, we can all say like, I know growing up, whenever I spend the night at a friend's house, oh, guys did not sleep in the same bed together. There was, And, you know, it can be like, yeah, well, whatever. But it's like, come on. There was, like, written rules that were intense. So you're spot on. Like, there were rules where it's like, okay, I don't know why. Nick, we've known each other our whole lives. But yet no one will even know that we slept in the same bed together. But yet inherently it's like, no, 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 no. They can't do that. That's weird. Mm-hmm. That's, like, homosexual. That's gay. It's like there's all these, like, strict rules around male friendships. And you're right. Like, we don't really show like an unabashed just like very affectionate like sentimental and heartwarming male friendship so i haven't seen it you're selling it to me see when that movie came out
0: it frustrated me that so many people online wanted it to be like a gay like two gay characters in the story and when you watch it it does not feel like that it feels like Two kids who are becoming friends and like really tight friends around mm. a common goal to get a Vespa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they want, oh, yeah. they
0: want a Vespa. Yeah, that's the whole reason why they go up. Like, they get on the land, learn about what a Vespa is. They want to go enter in this race so that they can have their own Vespa because a Vespa to them is freedom. Yeah. You can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can do anything. It hasn't like there's no. Like I hate how sometimes they want to imprint relationships that aren't there. Like you don't need mm-hmm. that in the story. They did that in Frozen, where they were like, Let's make Elsa a gay character. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Because she fucking sings?
5: <laughs> because she sings and she's an
0: ice prince. Like, get that shit out of here. Like, don't add to the narrative that they didn't put in there. Cause now you then you start to divide the fans by putting that stuff in there. Yeah. Like just let the story be what the story is. You got two male characters, super tight friends.
3: They just want that Vespa, boy.
4: They just want that Vespa, boy. You also don't have to, like, sexualize all the characters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Marjorie's always like, wait, isn't this, like, a kid's thing? Like, I mean, yeah, it's both an older and a younger audience, but, like, (laughs) wait, this is, like, definitely marketed towards young kids. Like, why do we need to, like, really focus on, like, romantic and sexual relationships? Like... Whoa, just let them be friends. Like, Plutonic relationships are great. Exactly. (laughs) There does not need to be a romantic
2: interest. Like, I don't know. It's just, it, and I think that's actually becoming more common now where there's, like, legit, it's just a group of friends. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Just friends
0: being friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's weird when older people are, like, there needs to be a gay relationship in this but they're kids and it's like yeah but why like you want to see that in kids yeah like with kids <laughs> wrong like, place yeah. yeah come on your medium is is a little twisted there yeah <laughs> that's a good pick luke is a good movie if you haven't seen it check it out disney plus it's free boom
5: boom boom
0: boom baby not, not a sponsor not a sponsor we wish great job y'all you know what time it is <laughs> Get done with that second round. Half, half,
5: half, half time.
0: It's time for some halftime. What comes to your mind when you think about Pixar films? What do you think of when you think of
4: Pixar? I mean, you go Dylan.
2: Creativity. Nice. I'm just doing one word.
3: <laughs> I'd say just childhood.
4: Oscar party. 2011, 2012. Industry disruptors. <laughs> okay, back to you, Dylan. Keep it going. Okay. You said childhood, right? Yeah. All right.
2: Uh, toys.
0: Family. Animated. Buddy films. 3D. Oh, boy. You lose.
4: Yeah, I know. Theater, go.
2: Oh, you (laughs) just, you punished Matt for no reason.
3: I I only have like
0: a couple things. He didn't even know what game we were playing. Yeah, I was like, oh, boy.
4: Oh, boy. What did you say? Theater. You go to the theater to watch. Oh, theater.
0: When you said theater, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Matt, what were you going to
3: say? We don't have to play that way. Oh, no. I, I only had a couple things. There's childhood and family on the mind when I think of Pixar. That's it. 60s. Oh, you're
4: going back to you?
0: I skipped Ben. I'm sorry. <laughs> Skipper. <laughs> well, they're narrative driven. And then you say 60s. So, oh, 60s.
1: <laughs>
3: Actors. Strong characters.
1: <laughs> and, uh, connected universe.
2: Oh, pizza. Uh,
3: new
0: stories. Illustrations. But recurring voices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad how much you kept it all up. Sequels.
3: Objects that come alive. There you go. <laughs>
0: Robots in
2: disguise.
0: Nice. <laughs> Imagination. Fuck Steve Jobs.
2: Oh, damn. Uh, Disney. Mm-hmm.
4: Adjacent. <laughs> I finished nice. The for you That's there. a good yeah. one. Nice, I win the podcast, but I lose this game. I, I don't have another. I don't know word. why this turned into yeah, a yeah, game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> word. yeah,
2: I like the word association. Yes, I guess the big
3: takeaway there is that Pixar is a big deal. Like they've done some incredible <laughs> stuff.
2: Yeah. How Good many? How long have they? Have thirty years now, almost.
3: I mean, what Toy Story is what ninety five.
2: So not mm. quite thirty years. Yeah,
3: Twenty five years. Yeah. yeah.
2: Good recovery,
0: man, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think is the worst pixar movie cars 2 <laughs> yeah <laughs> i haven't seen all of them
2: i've missed incredibles 2 and a couple of others but cars 2, cars 2 is pretty bad <laughs> i i worked a job where i had to take care i was a caretaker and one of the movies they had was cars 2 and i watched it over and over again and i i still couldn't tell you what the fuck that movie is what's happening in that movie like, what the fuck is happening in that goddamn movie? <laughs> it's a spy thriller at the beginning, and then what? It's always a, it's
0: a spy thriller through the whole thing. But what happens? <laughs> I don't know what happens. I
2: legit, I've watched that movie 15 times. What happens?
4: Tell them,
0: Ben. <sighs> Hold on. I got to actually look something up so I get my numbers right here.
2: Um, At what,
3: any
0: rate, Cars 2. What year did Cars 2 come out? I don't know.
3: Was that like 2007, maybe?
0: Is that Michael Moore? This is this Not is Michael important Moore. to what I'm about to discuss. I need to know when it came out.
2: Is Owen Wilson Cars 2? Yes, I mean dude. He's,
3: lightning McQueen. he's in all of them.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, Michael Kane. Michael Kane. I was thinking Michael Kane. Michael
0: Kane. Yeah, what year has it come out? Cars 2? Yeah. Uh
2: 2011. Oh, okay. It's okay. An hour so, and 46 okay, minutes. Okay,
0: so by the time we get to 2011 cuz the Cars universe is moving alongside our timeline, right? So by 2011, Lightning McQueen has already won four Piston Cups. He's a four-time Piston Cup champion. was Dale Earnhardt, right? There. He is like he—he <laughs> he is ruling racing, and he's about to cross over into the world racing sphere, like getting into like F1 racing, yeah, right. And so that's what—that's kind of like the premise of the movie. Him and Mater are going to go around the world for this world tour race. And he's up against like the Spanish, uh, type of car. Is it is it an F one? Like what? No. What is the racing like f- called?
3: Formula One. Yeah. Formula One. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. So he's like up against a Formula One racer, but the movie centers on Mater because Mater stumbles into like this secret agent like plot line, and they're trying to investigate what's going on with this fuel company. See that? Because that's what really like the sponsor for the big races is like a green energy fuel company. And you're like, okay, this is cool. And the guy who's like schmoozing with the dignitaries from all the different countries during the races, he's like the CEO of this green fuel source. So then Mater starts to uncover through his spy tactics. I mean, it's definitely (laughs) comedy. It's like Cars 007. (laughs) But he uncovers that there's this massive conspiracy to frame like renewable energy sources and organic fuel sources to like boost like crude oil prices because that the guy who's the CEO isn't actually an electric vehicle. He's like this beater trash (laughs) seventies gas guzzler. (laughs) He's in disguise and he's in disguise. Oh my God. So like the movie does like tackle some like serious things or some like serious concepts, but it does it through this lighthearted like spy film and people just, they fucking hate on it. It's so tough. <laughs> and I get it. Is it the best Pixar movie? No, it's it's not the best. It's not the worst. The Good Dinosaur is the worst. <laughs> that movie is hot trash. Is it a visual spectacle? Yes. But that is all it is. I would rather watch <laughs> Cars 2 than Good Dinosaur good any yeah. day.
2: Fair enough. I, uh, I just, like, it felt like a direct to... TV
0: movie when i watched it i don't know what's wrong with that brink was direct to tv and that was an amazing movie on inline roller skating <laughs> pup and suds nothing wrong with direct to dude, tv wow. nothing wrong dude that movie in johnny tsunami motocross
4: oh, all of these see the movies. wave before there is the wave <laughs> i liked johnny tsunami. johnny tsunami that was fun i got obsessed with that that is like a part of my childhood direct brink, to that, TV.
3: who's that one kid in brink like he he was like the kid. He was like the it kid. He was. He had like the long hair. He was like, he, he was pretty cool. I'm blanking on his name.
0: He's a nobody. Yeah.
3: That's like that. That was his
0: highlight of his life. His name is Eric Von Deaton. Yup.
3: That's the guy.
0: Eric Von Deaton looks like a total surf bro, dude.
3: <laughs> Hang 10, bro. Hang
0: 10, bro. I'm going to wear a helmet without the straps clicked. <laughs> Not a Pixar movie, but a wait straight in Johnny t- Tsunami. No, in Bring. No,
3: but this guy, he was in like all those like
0: Escape to Witch Mountain,
3: like teen movies, <laughs> Disney movies back in the day.
4: While we're on this random tangent, you know that the dad in Johnny Tsunami owns Kona Kitchen right nearby. That's also so- a local oh restaurant. yeah. And he was the
3: villain in Karate Kid Three. Yep. Local restaurant very close yep. to here. He's also in Cobra Kai. He made an appearance. Is yes, he? Yes, yeah.
2: yes. He there was an article in the Seattle Times about him coming back, coming back, quote unquote, to the movie industry for that. <laughs> Dude, Cobra Kai is such a good Cobra film Kai's though. So good. Or not a uh, T V show.
0: Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, Pixar's great. Cars two. Not so great. Not it's not as no, it's <laughs> middle. It is a middle <laughs> movie. It's not great. <laughs> but it's not amazing. Like it's not bad. It's just right. It's it's like yeah, this is a good movie. It does what it needs
4: to do. I love listening to arguments that I have zero stake in, but it gets like not heated, but like I just love I just love watching debates that I don't really care about. Sorry, I don't want to. Sound Thanks rude. for that. Thanks <laughs> for that. Sound rude. Don't have a stake in. And, and <laughs> no, that's a better that, way to on, say On it. that note, we will adjourn <laughs> halftime.
5: <laughs> mount
0: draft Dylan you want to give us a recap
2: <laughs> yeah uh, I've got Wally, Luca, Brave Ben has Coco and Ratui Matt has Monsters Inc and The Incredibles, Dustin has Up and Toy Story and I don't actually have Brave round but I'm about to eight. give it away
1: Yeah. <laughs> and there's the pick Yeah. <laughs> I'm choosing, nice. I
2: had it written on my list already um, I'm choosing Brave for my round 3 pick um Brave. Oh man, I love this film. When I saw it, I loved it instantly. I think it's underrated as a Pixar film because perhaps it doesn't feel like a Pixar film. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's because it centers on like the human characters rather than something imaginary, you know? Um, But I, I like it. Everyone's a redhead, and I'm sort of a redhead. I've got a big red, bushy beard. I'm of Scottish origin and my wife is as well. She's got a big mess of red hair. And, and so (laughs) I don't know. The main character has a big mess of red hair and I, I don't know. It's just like, I, I I love it. I love it. You know, um, you kind of see yourself in the film in a way and that's kind of cool. Um, uh, yeah, I like the main character is a, like terrifying bear. And then there's this aspect of like the mom becoming a bear and, and she's like very much herself, but she might become something worse. Right. If something doesn't happen. And then the, like the family trying to accept the daughter for who she is as well. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of really good themes in the film and there's some comic relief with the sons as uh, which is cool. The, the triplets, Aren't they triplets? Yeah, and they become like little bears too, which is pretty cute. Um, and then the the incompetent like kings, um, kind of just goofing around, dicking around the whole time. That's pretty funny. I like that bit. Um, but there's also a serious element because the the main villain, the bear, actually took the king's like leg. Um, and then there's a classic, classic, what I would call Disney element of like, it almost harkens back to um, the the sword in the stone with Merlin. Um, I think the witch reminds me of that in some ways because she's got like the answering service in the cauldron, which is pretty funny. I like that. I don't know. I like, there's so many things to like about Brave and I guess I don't understand why it's not more... Um, loved.
0: Yeah. Because people think it's, it's, people think that there's too much regression from the main character. You have a very strong female lead. And then by the end of it, it's like all the things that made her really stand out in the beginning of the film have been like suppressed. Mm. So that she fits into a role. Like she fits into the stereotypical role of a princess. Like yep, you need to be willing to like be wet off and expand, like, our power hold within the different kingdoms. Mm. And it's her mom that, like, kind of balances that back out. Like, oh, no, you don't have to do this after she's, like, the main advocate for saying, like, you have to Mm -hmm. be betrothed. But, I mean, is that a valid point? I don't know. I don't know if that's a valid reason not to like the movie.
2: I think so. I think it is. But also, it's important to recognize, like for those using that as a point that like, she's a teenager and teenagers are very impressionable. Yeah. You know, she might feel a certain way and then going through all those traumatic events might feel a totally different way. And her mom being willing to like push her back from that direction, I think is a totally acceptable, realistic way to view how teenagers and parents work. I don't know. That's my take on it.
4: I could see that argument. That's actually not a bad argument. Because, like, there's almost, like, an assumption, like, characters' actions, like, speaking so much to, like, I don't know, they're just, like, so confident or they just, like, know who they are. But, like, having, like, a moment of doubt where you kind of regress, that is pretty human. I mean, like, some of your best attributes, there's moments where you're, like, second-guessing yourself or, All the time. Yeah, right? Or Mm -hmm. doing something different than the thing that usually makes you great. You end up don't doing it. And if you're talking about, I haven't seen it, but traumatic events, I mean, if you go through a lot, yeah,
1: that would definitely
4: make you like, but I can also see how maybe people when they see it are so excited that they want that character that they're pissed that they didn't get like it all the way through. Like I could see, but I I like that response. It's a good response, Dylan.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: You're welcome. I want to make it clear. I do not agree with that position. Mm -hmm. Just saying that's the position because I feel like the movie's title Brave Mm -hmm. like goes all the way to the end because she also has to be brave in accepting like this role that she has in her family, Mm -hmm. like in her, like in her culture. Mm -hmm. And like she may not want to be betrothed, but there's so much more to that that she like learns along the way. Mm hmm. And it t- like, it takes bravery to step up to like your responsibilities. You know, like when we yeah. talk about students, we want students to be more accountable. Well, they're yeah. also like, you have to be afraid, like you have to be willing to take on the unknown, even if it's like terrifying, even if you're like worried, like, oh, I might lose some of what makes me, me in mm. this process, mm. but you're not going to necessarily lose yourself. You're going to grow from that. But there is like an amount of bravery that it takes to actually like step up to the plate. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, and to embrace your own culture, I like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Good pick. Righto, righto. For my third pick, you took Toy Story One, but I'm gonna take the best Toy Story film, and that's Toy Story Two. Toy Story Two is the best Toy Story. It changed the way Disney like released films. Period. 1999. Before Toy Story 2, Disney and Buena Vista would not release a sequel in theaters. They refused to. Because when Walt Disney first started cartooning, before Mickey Mouse, he did The Three Little Pigs. And this was back when, obviously, there was no televisions. Like Cartoons were shown before movies in movie theaters. And Three Little Pigs was a smash. And he wanted to do other cartoons, but the, mo- the folks who were running the movie theaters were like, no, we want more pigs. We want more Three Little Pigs. So him and the company had to keep making three little pigs cartoons and they ended up making like three more and each one's like critical reception, like decrease, decrease, decrease by the end. Walt Disney was like, we, you don't top pigs with more pigs. We don't do sequels. That's not how, like, that's not innovative. So then after toy story happened, John Lasseter and crew like immediately started working on toy story two, mm-hmm. And Disney was like, Oh, well you can release that like straight to video. Mm-hmm. And that's why earlier I was like, "They're a disruptor, and fuck mm-hmm. Steve Jobs." Like they disrupted Disney's like film and in- like Disney's film practice of like no sequels and trying to keep it fresh by making Toy Story two. And Steve Jobs, who was one of like the lead investors in Pixar early on, was the one who told John Lasseter like, "No, make this, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have it in theaters. And if Disney's not down for it, then we'll find someone else to distribute it." And so like. He called Disney like he basically called a bluff, and Disney was like, "Fuck!" Right. So <laughs> yes. they put it in theaters, and it did better than the original. Yep. Wow! Like it, it is a great movie. It, it its story is anything. great. I mean, it tackles that you in the first one. Yep, toys are alive; they're getting yeah. played with. But what happens when toys, you know, kind of stop getting played with? Well
3: they're put behind like plastic? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like it gets a toy gets like kind of ruined or it gets ripped it's like oh gonna get put on the top shelf and Never now your again. destiny waits and that toy has that existential crisis of like oh my god like i'm i'm almost i'm almost trash yep yeah and then you find out like this this past like this past that you didn't even know about yourself like he was an icon a cultural icon yep. bigger than what buzz lightyear was for space toys like he had his own show his own games his own memorable memorabilia yeah, yeah like and you get to you get introduced to a whole new slew of characters with Jesse, Jesse and yeah. Bullseye mm-hmm. and their stories are super compelling like you get the you get the information or the backstory to tie Jesse's owner who is potentially Andy's mom to Andy because like when you see the flashbacks of Jesse yep. her her owner has like a specific cowboy hat. And the only other time you see that hat in the series is in the first Toy Story. When Andy's running around. When Andy's running yeah. around playing with Woody. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. There's there's so much more character development in Toy Story 2. The fun like kind of side plot of Zerg and mm. Buzz and Zerg is Buzz's father. So you're getting like a little bit of <laughs> Star, Star Wars, Wars shit yeah. in there. Uh-huh. And it's the space toys too. Like, Oh, it's a great know. movie. I love it's, Toy Story 2. That's great. I love all like the the three. It's a great Toy, Toy Story four can get the fuck out of here. It, it like it can three. just go right out the door.
4: The three are just like um, God, they're all amazing. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're really, all really really good. Yes. And
0: it was really hard. Like I was really torn between Toy Story two and Toy Story three because Toy Story three punches you. Yeah, Like right in the gut. It's guttural. It's a little disturbing sometimes. Because it makes you feel like, oh, because I don't know about y'all, but well, I guess for us and y'all just to a little bit less extent, but Andy is like our age. Yeah. Like when he's going to college, we're going to college. So when he's giving up his toys, like you really see yourself in that. Oh, absolutely. So like the end of that movie is impactful. But in terms Mm -hmm. of just like story and character development, those are things that I'm a sucker for in any series or movie series. And Toy Story 2 gives you the biggest dose of all that. Mm. Like, you don't have Toy Story 4 without Woody's story in Toy Story 2. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had to go with Toy Story 2. It's a great Damn film. good movie. Great film. And, oh, man. And, like, for, for Pixar not being musical films, Randy Newman oh God, Randy. in Toy oh, Story yeah. 1 and Toy You're Story 2.
5: A me. You gotta. I mean, Toy Story. That's why
1: I was like,
4: "It's gotta get picked." Like both of them. I'm kind of surprised that Toy Story made it through the first round, and that Toy Story Two made it till now. They're both like, I mean, the first three, like we just said. God, I don't know. When you think of Pixar, I kind of think of Toy, Toy Story. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and the Toy Story shorts are great. Oh, I mean, oh man! And I had this
4: Buzz Lightyear game. I think it was a game. Oh, man. You think it was a game? It's got to be a video game. Oh, man. I need to figure out Dude, what that
2: was. I had oh. the uh, Toy Story game on Sega Genesis. That shit was dope.
0: Yeah, I had it on N64. Fudge. That was awesome. I think it was the Toy Story 2 game, actually.
2: it was, Actually, no, I didn't have it. I rented <gasps> it, and it was hard AF.
0: Super hard. Very difficult, Dang. but cool. <coughs> Old games were hard, though. True. Yes. They didn't want you to beat that shit. No. Matty Ice. All right, Uh, I am gonna go with. mm,
3: This is a good question. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I want to pick this one because I don't know if it'll make it way back to me, and that's gonna be uh, a Bug's Life. Ooh, I love a Bug's Life. Like that is a great, great animated movie. It's again a snapshot of like what happens in like a colony of ants right you always talk about like like the queen and everything and it's like you got your day-to-day workers flick is kind of like this bumbling buffoon who's always trying to invent new ways of doing things but he can't get it out of his own genius basically and everybody's like oh that's just kind of like the village idiot and there's like a weird interesting hierarchies of like bugs asserting dominance over other bugs like grasshoppers apparently are like the like, their shit don't stink. Like they, <laughs> they rule everything. They're a biker gang. Yeah, exactly. They, they're they like hell's <laughs> angels. They just come in and insert their dominance, and then they're like, see ya. And then Flick, he manages to basically create like a Trojan horse of like a gigantic b- bird made out of like leaves and sticks and everything. He gets all the ants to buy in of like, we gotta fight back. After he gets like kind of wrapped up and lost and makes up with these uh, like traveling circus of different kinds of bugs which are hilarious like the ladybug mm-hmm. like all mm-hmm. of them are just super funny. It's just like a, a really nice like animated movie. and that, you, you root for Flick beginning to end. You're like he's a genius. Nobody just recognizes <laughs> it though. He's trying to make life better. Nobody listens to I him. I like
0: the caterpillar.
3: We must get along. <laughs> they lean so tough. I'm a beautiful tough.
0: butterfly. They lean so tough into like the misfit characters. Oh and absolutely. That one, like the stick the stick bug, the mantis, the moth. The spider. Um, yep, the spider. Yeah. The two, like, like uh, little... <laughs> yeah, the little... What are those, yeah. like potato bugs or...
2: <laughs> yes. Pill bugs? Pill bugs. Yeah, yes. yeah, I like those. And it came out at the same time as Ants, didn't it? Or around the same this time? This was the better version. It was this the better version. came out right before Ants. And I just distinctly remember as a kid, like, there was the Woody Allen ants movie and then there was the pixar ants movie the bugs like <laughs> kicked ants ass oh yeah <laughs>
3: easily All i gotta oh, say easy. though
4: is it inspired a shitty ass ride that pinches me in the back at disneyland or whatever and the you're bugs crum, show the yeah where like you're sitting on the bench man i would like my family was <laughs> not scooted up on the bench cuz i was the only one that got, got man and <laughs> that bee the bee swarm came and i hate bees too so i was like oh i'm freaked and i was like cha Damn them! Yeah. <laughs> Interactive rides <laughs> or shows thing. or whatever yeah. happened, whatever it was. It's another case
3: in point where, like, Pixar does this again with Ratatouille of like taking things that we generally don't like—bugs. And giving them personality and mm-hmm. lives and stories and complicated structures of how they live on a day to day basis, and you end up like liking them in the end. Now, did
4: I still squash a bug leaving yeah. the movie theater? Hell yeah! <laughs> 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 I love
3: that character. <laughs> also, doesn't Sid uh, like he uses a magnifying glass on like ants and stuff like that? Oh yeah, no, he's he's a magnifying glass. Yeah, yeah. So it makes you like re-examine that now. Like when yeah. you watch a Bugs Light, like yeah. he just straight up killed a couple of those guys. Like maybe Aww. Flick knew them.
4: Who knows, right? So good movie. That's
3: a great classic. Was that
2: number two in the Pixar list? Yeah.
0: Okay, it was number two.
2: Man, that was a fun movie. I need to watch that. I've been watching it probably watchable Yeah, probably since I saw it in theaters, I haven't seen it. when they kick
1: Hopper's
3: ass, you're like, yes.
0: It's got a great soundtrack too.
3: Oh yeah. Kevin Spacey was also Hopper, which, well, I guess he's a villain, right? You know. Yeah. yeah he but, played
0: it. It yeah. was a good role. I won't count. I won't cancel people for their for yeah, their previous past previous. Like, oh, things, yeah. I'm gonna appreciate yeah. the art. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck you as a person, but yeah, you did a good the job art form is wonderful. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I've told
4: that to Marjorie so many times with American Beauty because the thing with films and like animated films included. It's a whole freaking like village practically to make it. There's so many people involved in the project. So when your lead actor gets called out for some problematic ish, I get and I I think it should be done. But like, that's kind of a shame for everyone else on the project. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Just because of the face of it doesn't mean that there wasn't like all these people that put heart and soul into like writing it, producing it, filming it, editing it. Totally with you. Yeah. I will still watch Kevin Spacey films and just say they're not Kevin Spacey films. He's in it. Absolutely. He's just a piece of shit. There yes. All right. Close out the third round. I'm going with Finding Nemo.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Kind of surprised that it made it to me. I loved the movie when it came out. I can't remember how old Matt and I were when this came out. But what, what's
3: the, What year did it come out?
4: had to be when we were in elementary school.
3: Oh, 2003. 2003. Yep, that'd be fourth grade. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah man that was so quotable like there's so many people just keep swimming just keep swimming even just like uh, he touched a a the butt <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: that movie's so good i love it it's just like super colorful imaginative in the beginning like just with the like coral reef like that whole like first setup the school and then the journey like through the ocean like fish are friends not food mm-hmm. like there's comedy embedded in it there yeah dude ride the wave um, and then race yes mm-hmm. it's dory incredible. is a great character like i'm kind of shocked it made it to this round but righteous then again, righteous <laughs> 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 yes it's so good and then even like the aquarium stuff like it made you because it's like two stories going on at once which i thought was pretty impressive because they could have just left nemo alone and just focus mostly on Marlin trying to get there, but they like keep going back and forth. The whole story about the like a dentist aquarium, beautiful, fantastic. Shark bait. Ooh, ah. You have to go through the top of Mount Wanahokalugi.
1: <laughs> Shark bait. Ooh, ah. Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> they're like flushing the fish down the toilet. If it doesn't work, they're all like freaked. Like Darla. There <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it the. Uh, don't, like, the um, pelicans or the seagulls come in later? Moin, 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 moin. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie's so good. Like It's a classic. It's such a classic. I mean. I'm
2: surprised it wasn't in the first or second round, actually.
4: Yes, that's why I'm like, oh, man. is it, Like, at first, I was like, is it just me? Like, No. It is like, it's. I
0: feel like it's Pixar's first true, like, hero's journey movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Gotta go save his son. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh man, yeah. which is
3: pretty remarkable considering he actually accomplishes that. Yeah, yes. and
0: and it's the talk of the whole ocean as well right. as he's doing it. Uh, like when they do the montage, so that so that Nigel can learn about Marlin coming to get Nemo, and then he goes and tells him. <laughs> it's all great.
4: It's fantastic. There's that scene with like the anglerfish, if I'm remembering that from the first one. The light comes, so it does have some suspense. Yeah. Some of those chases, you're like, oh, shit. It's like not only are you are crossing a big-ass ocean, I feel like there's those scenes where they look out and it's just like as far as you can see, they're these tiny-ass fish from a coral reef. So then it's like <laughs> you're like kind of with them. like That's impossible to go all the way there. Great movie. A phenomenal I, movie, love, movie. That. I yeah. love it. I love it. I think that's
0: Escape. It's spelled the same as Escape.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you can read.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh I think gosh.
2: the only reason that it may have been mentioned here instead of earlier is just because, like, maybe in retrospect, it was amazing when it came out. It still is amazing, but just it, with the whole breadth of the Pixar filmography.
1: There's a lot of choices. Yeah.
2: Maybe in retrospect it's like buried a little bit.
4: There it's, is a, there is a lot oh wait, you go. No, go for it. I was just gonna say there is a lot of choices, but oh, yeah. hell, I'm like, this is high. Oh, no, it's my mind.
0: It is high. And it's hard because what Pixar Pixar does what a lot of studios try to and fail to do, like they're consistently good. Mm-hmm. They don't do a lot like, yes, the good dinosaur. Cars two, <laughs> what was the other one that we said? That, oh, in Toy Story four, yeah, yeah. Like those are. I like that one though. Story wise, they're all like, man. I mean, I mean, Good Dinosaur and Toy Story four look amazing. So they're still pushing the envelope in terms of the animation. Yeah, but most of their films, like like I said, we have twenty four of them, and we can only pick sixteen. And there's so many good ones. There's gonna be
4: good ones. Left. Oh yeah. Ow. That's true. That's true. Well, I'm happy. I mean, heck. Finding Nemo, Toy Story, and Oh why oh, and up. up. Yeah, like up. you
0: have such a good team. Fuck yeah. It's a great team. Hell yeah. Well shit, we gotta we gotta do one more set of ads, get into that fourth round. Now
5: draft more.
0: Have you
2: ever had a bird shit on you when you're outside and just wiped it off with a dry paper towel without properly washing and cleaning yourself first? Probably not. Why keep spreading fecal matter over your sensitive posterior? Instead of spending money on toilet paper in a meager attempt at keeping yourself hygienic, treat your brown starfish right and buy a bidet. That's right. A bidet will keep your behind fresh and clean and won't leave any irritation on your Donald rump. You'll even impress your loved ones. So next time you're online or at a superstore, Do your rosebud a favor and pick up a bidet. Stay clean, stay fresh, stay sexy.
5: Mount Draftmore.
2: Dustin. Round four. How many synonyms for asshole can you name?
4: Not as many as you did in that. <laughs> Although I will say in that ad, when you were like impress your friends and fan or your like family and <laughs> yeah. loved ones, I was like, "What the hell's you going you, on? You here? don't need to <laughs> impress me on that." Yeah. Look at my
1: clean starfish, y'all.
4: <laughs> oh God, not at the table. We told you this. <laughs> Put your pants back on. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> to wrap up and go into the last round. I'm going to go, this is actually kind of funny because I even haven't, I haven't even finished this movie and I feel like I was tempted to pick it even earlier is Inside Out. I was in, so I was subbing and I was in uh, this one room and they were watching the movie and I was subbing for a paraeducator that day and their schedule got done like way early and I was so tempted in my head. I kept thinking like I have shit to do and you're no longer getting paid. They told you to go home oh, but I'm like two thirds of the way through this movie and I really want to finish it. And it was like, crap. It was kind of when you looked around the room and you're like, if I stay, I'm going to get pulled into doing work and then I still won't be able to finish it. You might as well just leave. With that being said, it doesn't even matter. The second this movie started and they started introducing all these characters as like, this is imaginative. This is a really hot take. I loved so much of what they were doing with it. Also, kind of fitting the main person of like who the emotions are in their head is a hockey player. Bada bing, bada boom. It lands with me. It's like we're going to market it It to this guy. It was meant to be, but they do like funny ass things. They're like in the like memory room with all the balls. They send like (laughs) the people who are doing the purge, right? They're getting rid of all the unused stuff. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's real. Like that's what happens. And then they're like, Yeah, just for, like, shits and giggles we will send up a random song or something from an ad just for no reason at all. Double make gum, it'll get you going. It was so good. And then they run into the imaginary friend that's no longer a thing, which that does kind of go along with that, like, I guess, misfit or, like, no longer a thing, kind of like Toy Story in a way. But then it's super imaginative, too, because they show other people's inside of their brains, and then different emotions will be leading the whole unit. And then they're explaining what impressed me too was the whole time. So in the protagonist's brain, joy is leading it all right. And so you have like the anger, the disgust, the fear, and joy gets each one of those emotions. And they starts off with them uh, like very early on, if not the first scene, if I can't remember right, they're describing the functions of those emotions. Like fear keeps us from really dangerous stuff. It's going to get us out of there. Like disgust hygiene like all this stuff that could really like hurt us or like you know just icky stuff uh rage i'm forgetting like how they were like oh rage helps us like stand up for ourselves yada 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 but joy and their opposite cannot understand sadness they're just like that was the one thing like my complete opposite that i can't figure out what the purpose is and it goes through this whole movie so it's not only like the main character's journey, you're watching joy and there's like all these times where like the dialogue's really good and sadness is kind of serving these functions. So it's like, there's clues to like what sadness is really doing in those moments. And joy's still kind of taking a while to, to come to terms with, Oh yes, this is like a needed emotion. Then they have like the severed pillars of their personality, like losing themselves entirely. And this person's becoming depressed. It was just like, dang, this movie is going so hard. Like for an, uh, for an adult watching it, I was like, it was relating on all these different levels, like not to, Oh, my kid self, like current self, you know what I mean? Like it was like, Oh, you, you could be any age and watch this and like have all these different, you know, ways to, to jump in super metaphorical, like very, um, there's just like tons of symbolism and like really, really smart. Like how do you tie in more neuroscience into a kids' movie—that's freaking genius! Oh man, I'm so happy. Like with that one, one—I well, feel the same way with Finding Nemo. I'm like, I can't believe I got this. Like, <laughs> you have a good team. Uh, yeah, Inside oh, Out is a solid
0: movie.
4: Ah, <sighs> I feel—I feel like I gotta watch it again. Like I'm—I'm I'm still been like, I need it. Like I need to finish that movie,
5: and I don't know why I haven't.
4: We need to watch that.
2: Um, uh, Ben and I used that actually in a class. When we subbed
4: a class. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So maybe there was another. Was there any para in there?
1: <clears throat>
4: no. In your class? No. I don't know. So no one, no one had my experience of randomly <laughs> subbing and being like, Mm-mm. "Oh my god, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this movie's great." Yeah. Inside Out.
0: Inside nice. Out. That's good pick. Good final pick.
3: All right, my last pick. I'm gonna go with Cars. The original. Um, not two, no, definitely not two. But but cars is again another just fun movie that also ties in actually some pretty complicated themes of not only like introducing a universe of like live automobiles and planes and helicopters and which is all kind of crazy in itself. Like if you think about it, the spectators in the stands for these races are like, is this like it would be like the equivalent of us watching like sprinters right like it's kind of an interesting thing to think about in its own right but at the same time you got the hot shot who thinks he's like his shit don't stink he's he's above everybody and he even wants to ditch his like his kind of ride or die sponsor has been with him from the get-go right at the rust ease you know catch uh because he's like they're not flashy enough i want to be with Dynaco. like i want to be the best of the best of the best of the best of the best and then he gets sidetracked because, again, he, he forces his, like, buddy Mac to drive through the night, and Mac falls asleep, and it's this whole big old thing, and he ends up in, like, the BFE, all right? the kind of the town that time forgot, and that with the <laughs> new highway that everybody forgot, all right, so it's, like, it's not only just a commentary about, like, humility and, like, appreciate what you have, but also, like, talking about Progress and development, and like what happens when there are these developments? Well, rural America kind of dies in the process, right? Like, there's those subtle themes about like guys like Mater and all them of like they live in this town and nobody ever comes, right? The poor Italian tire salesman, right? They just want people to come and buy tires and like enjoy what they have and all that. And slowly over time, Lightning McQueen like starts to appreciate that, even though he's a real like dick for the most of, the most part. But he learns humility, and everything ends up great. So it's a, there's like some complicated stuff in there. Not only it's like you know appreciate what you have, you know, don't be too arrogant or anything like that. But also like you know think about those who have it less off than you do. So good movie with a lot of complicated themes in it,
2: dude. And that's so real, like. When I was in college, um, they actually built a turnpike so that you did not have to go through my college town anymore. You could just go around it and it, like via highway. Yeah. And the one thing I thought about when that happened was cars. It's like, holy shit, this town's going to fucking die. Yeah. It's insane. It's a town of 17,000 people and it's going to fucking die.
3: It's crazy. Like, like an, an, a kid's anime movie has commentary about like the death of rural America. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh dude. And
2: driving. I like Allison and I drove down the West coast this summer and all of those towns, all of them with the exception of a few, um, are just dead, like dead, dead, dead. And it's insane. So man, cars hits hard. It really it does. does.
3: And the animation in that is so good. Like, The way they capture kind of like that Route 66, like Southwest, but in animated form is like, it's so good. Mm -hmm, Like you're like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's like Route 66. That's the Southwest.
2: And the car designs too. Oh, absolutely. Really
3: good.
1: (laughs) You're all looking at me. You
0: got something to say? No. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) I now understand why you would think I do. I've watched Cars more than any other Pixar movie. Like that is hands down my favorite Pixar movie. It's it's so good. Like everything about it. Everything that you said is so true. Yeah, and even just like the little stuff. Like you get so much insight into the into the personalities of the different characters. Like Mater. Like yeah, when he's hanging out after they've gone tractor tipping him and <laughs> Lightning, they're coming back, and Mater says like. I knew I made a good choice. And Lightning <laughs> says, in what? My best friend. Oh. It's like, oh my God, that is so precious. <laughs> I love it. mater has got some of the best one. Yeah, she just likes me for my body. <laughs> 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 Luigi finds out that Lightning's a race car. You're a race car. Yeah, I'm a race car. You know any Ferraris? No, oh. I don't know any Ferraris. They don't race on the piston cup. oh, I only like a Ferraris. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I like cars. I did not pick cars because I feel like while cars is amazing and I love it, that story has been told in so many different ways. Oh, absolutely. yeah. Like the young hotshot coming in has to learn humility before he's like actually successful and like learns the importance of friends and family. I like that movie glad you took it. I'm glad it got taken because it would have made my my pick harder. But I'm resolved to take Cars 3 as my last pick because I think of the three of them, while Cars 1 is my favorite, Cars 3 is the best of the three because it does what very few movies have ever tried to do. Like, it's easy to show the beginning of a career, the beginning of, like, like, what can be, like, an amazing story, yeah. right? Most of the time, you don't close it out. And most of the time, you don't close it out in a very real way, especially in the beginning of the film. Like, Cars 3 opens with a montage of lightning racing with, like, his buddies in the Piston Cup, people he's he's grown to love over the years through competition. He is a seven-time Piston Cup champion at this point. Like, he is tied with the king for the most Piston Cup championships In all time, like he is LeBron James to Michael Jordan at that point. And during the course of the montage, you see him and his friends being on top to like this new generation of racer coming in. Like what Lightning was in the first movie, he's now having to confront in the end of his career. And he tries to push himself and ends up crashing horrifically and then what ended up happening to his coach and mentor in the first, like you learn about the backstory in the first movie with Doc Hudson happens to him. Like he crashes before he thinks he's out of like before his career's done. The racing community at large is saying like, it's time for you to retire. Like we're done with you. We're ready to move on to this new generation. And lightning has to confront that. Like, I still feel like I have a lot left to give. This is how my coach felt. And while Cars 2 is kind of a misstep, it builds on a lot of those themes and ideas that you learned in the first movie and a lot of the trauma that characters had in the first movie and it connects it to our main character. And so he's having to juggle with, what's my life going to be like after racing? Mm -hmm. What does the world look like? He has a a very capitalist uh, businessman who wants to take his image and warp his legacy into something that is all monetary based, right? We're going to make money off of you on mud flaps. But Lightning doesn't care about mud flaps. He doesn't care about that part of his legacy cuz yeah. he thinks he still has so much to give. And it brings in so much rich history of the franchise cuz like you learn about Doc Hudson in the first movie, but you don't learn about like what racing was. You don't learn about the old historic tracks. And Lightning goes to these historic places to try and train so that he can, you know, come back in the season of 2017 after Storm is won and he's crashed and his career might be over. And along this journey, he also sees himself become a coach. He sees the new generation coming up underneath him who idolized him, and he realizes his position isn't to be done with racing as a whole, but to transition into leading that new generation and like for me that's super personal because and i'm sure like for y'all with when you were athletes like you don't think when you're in your athletic prime or when you're running or when you're playing ball or whatever like when that's going to end mm-hmm. and it and it does happen like car, uh lightning's friend in the movie his name's carl weathers he's the car for Dinoco after king and carl announces his retirement and lightning's like shook by it. and he's like carl what what's going on carl's like My granddad told me that because he asked his dad like, hey, or his granddad, like, when am I going to know when it's time to go? And he's like, the young guys are going to tell you, like, they'll show you when it's time to go. And Carl retires because he realizes like, these young guys are coming and we can't compete with them. And Lightning has to learn that. And that's something I feel like all athletes, whether you're high school level, college pros, everyone has to confront that. And like I said in the very beginning, we have so many stories across so many mediums of like that rise of a star, mm-hmm. but very few times do they try and tackle like the end of it, mm-hmm. you know? And you don't know, and, and, and this is especially like powerful because it's not a storybook ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not that Peyton Manning, oh, I'm going to walk off with a Super yeah, Bowl. He wins and walks It's on, all good. Yeah. Like no, Lightning doesn't fucking win. He crashes uh-huh. bad. Like, his career is all but over. He tries to train, and after, like, a handful of laps in his first race of the season, he realizes, like, I, I can't do this. Like, I cannot do this, but this this person underneath me who grew up idolizing me and wants to be a racer, I can help give them their chance to do this. And I think this movie is just, like, super slept on. And it's the one Pixar movie that will consistently bring me to tears because it's there's so much relatability. I'm like, wow. I So yeah. I thought I could get it in the third round, especially in the beginning when you were like cars two and cars three, and I was like, don't fucking say anything.
1: <laughs> Cause I'm gonna
0: talk about it later. Dude, you
2: sold me on it. Yeah. You actually sold me on it. I'm gonna definitely watch this soon.
3: I gotta go through all these again.
2: Damn. Uh huh. Damn.
0: That was good. That's my pick, cars three very well done
2: very very well done wow um okay well I'm gonna I can barely even talk about this film because it's been so long since I've seen it but it is the only other Pixar film that I have seen at this point in the list and so that's the one I'm gonna talk about other than Cars 2 I'm not picking that um <laughs> <laughs> and bless Michael Kane's heart um I'm picking Toy Story 3. It has not been picked yet. I think it needs to be on this list before any other film goes on this list. Uh I I don't know. I just remember watching the film and being incredibly disturbed. You know, I mean, Ben's already kind of gone into it in depth, right? Um, like it hit us in college. Andy's mom. This is something my mom did actually with some of my stuff. I remember my mom gave my Game Boys away to my nephews
3: with my Pokemon games. And I was like,
2: are you like, I was gone and I, for college for a month and I came back (sighs) and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you gave that shit away. Mm -hmm. I play that regularly. What are you doing? And it, it like seeing that like in uh, toy story three definitely brought that to mind. You know, like Andy's mom takes the toys delivers them to a daycare center. It's a very noble thought, Mm. but until you realize like the daycare center is like the center from hell, (laughs) it's like a prison with that creepy ass teddy bear ruling everything. And then he's got like his own (laughs) Gestapo. (laughs) And then like the toddlers just beat the hell out of the toys, which is so real. So, oh real. Uh-huh. so real holy shit toddlers are brutal they're destructive and um i don't know <laughs> i can't really talk much more about the movie than that because honestly i just don't remember it much more but like i do remember feeling like truly shook by mm-hmm. by that um so yeah that's my personal affectation of the movie toy story 3 i think it's a it's a great film um I don't think it necessarily deserves to go last in the fourth round. I think it's, it's, but it's awesome. a nice
3: way to cap, though. You know, yeah. Like it's, it's a good final pick. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because Absolutely. Because it is an
3: emotional movie in that, like, yeah, you do identify with Andy in that transition of, like, childhood to now adulthood. And what does that mean? And thinking back all the things that were important to you when you were a kid and they're suddenly, like, you want that to go on to another generation,
0: you know, mm-hmm. see things have a new life.
2: Yeah. So we've got all three Toy Story films in this draft, I think that's appropriate.
0: Yeah, when Andy's playing with Woody and all the toys for the last time mm-hmm. with Bonnie. God, waterworks. That is just like tear city. yeah like, uh, And he passes <laughs> them on. So it's like you have that realistic connection of like, oh, no, my, to- my toys, like the toys I bonded with and connected with and played with are gone. And then that idolization of like, if I could have handed them down like that process could have like yeah so many feels it's all good, of the feels it's a good to pick that. yeah
3: good pick it's a great way to close it out
0: yeah great draft everyone great draft we got one more set of ads and then you know we got to make our case babies
5: draft more
0: hey friends do you get tired of paying other people to fix your broken things Or even worse, having to buy it new again? Why pay outlandish prices when you can fix it yourself with tools? Tools come in all shapes and sizes specifically designed to meet your needs. Need to hang a picture from your mediocre vacation with your ex before the breakup? There are tools for that. Need to fix the toilet clog because you don't know portion control and wadded that stuff up in a ball to wipe your dirty butthole? There are tools for that. What about that pesky car issue that's had you riding the bus for the last month? There are tools for that. With tools, you can fix anything. Fridge, fixed. Sketchy exposed wire, fixed. Marriage, fixed. Tools come with lifetime warranty so you can fix it forever and they hold their value. So quit screwing yourself by paying others to fix it for you. And don't doubt your capacity to fix things. Because you're human and tools were designed for humans. So pick up some tools today and get to fixin'.
1: Make, 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 their case.
5: Now, 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 now. Be logical and clear.
0: Got to be logical and clear, Mr. Dustin. You're up first. You ready to go to make your case?
4: Heck yes. All right. I have up Toy Story, Finding Nemo and Inside Out up the first two minutes say it all they you sit down oh i hope this is a good movie boom you with the emotional roller coaster that gets you crying in the first two minutes dang you know it's going to be good and the rest delivers toy story setting up a franchise all three toys toy stories minus the fourth one got picked in this draft it is a landmark pixar film like it's huge and it's a really good film fantastic characters fantastic story lines like the crow. That then, claw <laughs> then i have finding nemo another movie this is like so classic there's so many characters and so many moments they're just so fun the whole journey is exciting and gets you going this is a good to quote matt this is a good just a good old family movie. (laughs) I've heard you say that many times. Uh, And then Inside Out, which I thought was just a really, really creative take. And they're pulling in like a lot of different neuroscience kind of stuff in really, really cool ways. I just like, couldn't believe what I was like watching how many different times where I was like, Oh my gosh, that's a really clever take on it. And when I said, Oh, everyone had like different emotions kind of leading their control panel. I just thought that was like really clever take on individuality. Like everyone's different.
0: Y'all. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's time. Matt, you ready to make your case? Yep. Well, Thank we're you. glad you're ready to Thank make your case. You. Good old family movie.
1: <laughs> make your
0: case.
3: Okay, so to recap my team here, I got Monsters, Inc., The Incredibles, A Bug's Life, and Cars. To start off, Monsters, Inc., Uh, Again, the classic adage of "there's a monster hiding under your bed or in your closet." Well, they've taken this and extrapolated that out to be like an entire society built on that notion of people making money and living and living their lives based off of scaring kids. And it's a good—you track that whole development of that society, and they evolve and adapt and change by the end to now where they want to make kids laugh, right? Kind of flipping that whole story on its head. Uh, The Incredibles—a family of super. Heroed individuals uh, who, again, a bunch of comedic elements there. You got Edna Mode, Mr. Incredible, Dash, Violet, the whole gang, uh, Frozone, all the good stuff. A uh, Bug's Life, another interesting thing about thinking about just simple ants and how they could have a complicated society in their own right and dealing with other bugs and rivalries and competition and all that kind of stuff and fighting back. The, it's, again, another victory for the little guys. And then Cars uh, kind of the classic, like the hotshot who needs to get humbled, right? Uh, talking about also not only that, but also the the complexity of like development and what what gets left behind when we choose to go to certain places and the kind of the the struggles that rural America and the kind of the older times have faced. So all combined, uh, I think I got some really iconic ones in Monsters Inc., The Incredibles, and in Cars. Bugs Life is slept on, and it's all good Pixar content. Good there family
4: go. movies. Good family movies.
3: I avoided
0: that on purpose. (laughs) Yes. Nice. I'm ready to make my case. I've got Coco, Ratatouille, Toy Story 2, and Cars 3, and these are great family movies. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Cars 3, I feel like of all four of my movies, I probably talk the most about Cars 3, so it probably needs the least explanation here and make your case. Yo, it's a story that doesn't get told a lot. You get to see the end of a career and, like, Another humbling experience for Lightning McQueen, a character that is never beyond growing. I love that. Toy Story 2, in terms of character development, if you're going to look at all four of the Toy Story films, Toy Story 2 gives you the most depth, um, the most interesting backstories for many of the characters. If all the movies, you never really get a backstory for Buzz, because you don't need one. No, it's already told. But with Woody, you kind of want to know about that past, especially since he's a cowboy doll and, like, the Western phase has already passed by the time mm-hmm. Toy Story 1 comes around. So Toy Story 2 really gives you insight into the world, into like how toys and popularity like really functioned before that first movie when we were introduced to the characters. Ratatouille, like y- y'all saying, rat's the last thing you want to see in the kitchen, and then Pixar turns that idea on its head, and it's like, here is a chef that is a rat and is amazing. Anyone can cook. The message of that story is... Very much in line with like everyone kind of gets a trophy because anyone can try anything. (laughs) Yeah. And I like the part in the movie. Fuck. You know what? Screw it. (laughs) Screw it. There's the part in the movie where they mention anyone can cook. Anyone can cook, right? But not anyone can cook good. Yeah. Not anyone can cook well. And that movie leans into it. Remy is that character. Coco kicks ass. You know that. (laughs) That's all I got. (laughs) Dylan you ready to make a case yes um, okay
2: I'll say I'll I'll do a Ben Toy Story 3 I, I don't know I said about as much as I can say earlier about it it's it's creepy ass film and it's really meaningful to millennials um, because that was our time to go to college and leave our toys behind perhaps permanently at least until very few of us have kids um, <clears throat> Brave oh my gosh wow it's I don't know I don't know. I'm redhead. There are redheads in the film. I like that. Like, what What else can I say? Like, it's so cool. And also, the main character is a total badass. Um, Luca, I like the bromance. All right? Um, I like that. And that should be embraced more. Men having intimate relationships. I think that that should, like, be developed. It's okay to hold hands as men. All right? And then Wally... Um,
0: Wally, Wally, Eva!
2: <laughs> oh my god! I want to go home and watch that now. And I just watched it like a couple months ago. It's so good. It's a romance, um, and there is so many deeper themes there of like where humanity is heading. And that was back in the early two thousands, you know, mid two thousands. So I don't know, kind of upsetting to watch at the same time um, because there is a bit of existential dread layered there. Um, but all these films are fun family films. Watch them and vote for me.
0: I was the only one that went over time. Sorry, y'all. Sorry to be so selfish with that. <laughs> y'all, thanks for listening to this week's Mount Draftmore. We appreciate you listeners. You could spend your time listening to anything, and we feel honored that you choose our podcast to fill your time. But please, please don't don't make that time all go to waste. Like make sure you vote for the team you thought won. This is a loaded draft so we really need you to make your voice be or like to make your voice be heard and vote. You know what you can do. you can find us on those social media sites.
2: Facebook at Mount Draftmore.
4: on Twitter at Draftmore. Instagram at Mount Draftmore.
0: That's right you can find us on all those spots. You'll be able to vote for your winners there specifically on Instagram. You can also send in your emails giving us suggestions for upcoming topics or let us know what we missed or what you might have picked up in past drafts. Again, we value your opinions and feedback, so don't be shy. Uh, That's going to do it for this episode, but we'll see you next week for another draft. Until then, take care, be safe,
5: peace.